This is the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast. Here's your host, Corey Tusick. This is the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast. Um, I, I'm your host, Corey Tusick. I have Aubrey Strobel with, uh, she's with Lolly. Uh, Lolly.com is is the website, uh, at Try Lolly. Um, Aubrey, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. So um, before we get into everything that Lolly does, uh, what got you into Bitcoin? You know, how long have you been into it? I've been into Bitcoin since 2017, and it was because a bunch of my roommates were working in finance, but they were buying Bitcoin, Ethereum, and you know different altcoins on these exchanges, getting me their drops. It was really a crazy time, and so um, I I thought that was sort of the signal if people in traditional finance were getting into like a new asset class that I should look into it. And so um, I actually was working at a more political PR firm and switched over to a full-time crypto blockchain firm on Wall mm. Street. And I just saw an opening for it. I was, it was like a startup and, you know, it was in my same field, but I was super interested into, you know, crypto and where it was going. So I just applied and I've kind of, <laughs> I've never left. I've just been here for about four, four or five years now. So you you went down the rabbit hole and there was no looking back. Sort of, yeah. I mean, it was definitely a journey. I mean, you go through those bear markets, you you, you see like the ups and downs and the cycles of things, and there there's definitely times of like, wow, what am I getting myself into? But um, the real like technology and ideas behind Bitcoin blockchain um, is what really intrigued me to the space. It just makes sense. Mm-hmm. So now I'm here. Yeah, I've been here and I'm at Lolly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're you're a, a Bitcoin uh, personality. So um, if, if you were to <laughs> explain Bitcoin um, in its simplest terms, I've been doing this with people because, like I said, the the podcast is really this is my learning engine. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, I got into it big like last spring, so it was very lucky, but. Um, but you know, I know that a lot of people. There's gonna be a new class of 2021, um, even some class of 2020 that are getting into it. So, what? How would you break it down for people? You know, with it in its simplest terms. Bitcoin is money, and I think we need to take the digital side out of it, and all those other. You know, it's a digital currency. It is money, and it can be shared with anyone in the world. Um, and you don't have to have a middleman to sort of get involved in that process like a bank. And so it really is a, a currency of freedom. It's the way money was designed and set up. So a lot of people think about money. Um, when they think about Bitcoin, there's like this wall of confusion around it, you know, because they when they hear digital or they hear crypto or cryptic, it, it has this like mm. layer of like, oh, what, what does that mean? But, you know, you think about your bank account and they're not like at the bank moving cash, you know, when you're transferring money, like physical cash, it's already digital. It's already on some sort of Excel spreadsheet. So a lot of the way you're already transacting is digital, but this is just a more true version of what, you know, I guess the banks are calling digital money. So it is a a money that you can hold um, on your own and you don't need anyone else to hold it for you. So it really is a money of freedom and money of the people. Yeah. And that's what I've been trying to explain to people, like, because they get hung up on the digital end, you know, they're like, it's a coin I can't touch, you know? Um, And I think that like, it being called a coin is a little misleading. Um, you know, and I explained to people, I'm like, it's, it's basically like a huge bank ledger that 
the entire world can see and verify is accurate, but it also keeps everything private. And I don't know, maybe that helps, you know, explain to people. It's like, it's like balancing your checkbook, except it's one big checkbook for the whole world. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you think it like what, what gets people lost in that for the most part, do you think it's the, like the fact that they're thinking it's supposed to be a coin or, you know, what, I mean, just not being able to wrap their head around the digital anything. I think there's, there's so many things, um, you know, Bitcoin came, you know, about in popularity because of like the Silk Road, there's things like that, that gives people a negative connotation about it. And I think people just don't understand how dirty cash and fiat is like how many dirty dealings and market manipulation. We saw that with the uh, GameStop um, short squeeze, you know, that, mm-hmm. that whole thing. There's been market manipulation for years. There's been illicit transactions for years. There's been insider trading for years. There's been all these things on fiat rails. And so people like think of Bitcoin, like, oh, well, we don't trust it. I think it's really just a fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when get involved in this space, which is, I mean, every everything that comes around has this like fear of the unknown. I think it's actually kind of a psychological, if we like take a step back, you think about internet, um, your parents used to tell you, you know, like, don't, don't meet strangers on the internet or don't go. <laughs> and now we're like, we're on a Zoom call because, you know, we reached out to me on the internet and I'm like happy to chat with you. Yeah. Talking to people on the internet is not a scary thing anymore as it used to be. And so I think fear is really what stops people from getting involved. And, you know, sadly, a lot of people didn't get involved earlier on because of that fear. And now they're kind of having that FOMO moment where they wish they would have gone in earlier and understood or took the time to understand it um so yeah i I think there i mean cryptography cryptocurrency those those terms uh cryptic sounds bad and i think words matter and Mm -hmm. there's not much we can do about it it is what it is um and it's not wrong it just has the same root that can sound bad that has a negative connotation but uh people just I hope Bitcoin and crypto and blockchain, we can use terms that people like we have NFTs now and things mm-hmm. like that. I, think, I hope we can bridge it to something that, you know, someone on the street with like a base level education can understand. Yeah. And um, so you mentioned NFTs. Uh, is that something, are you like a Bitcoin maximalist or do you, do you dabble in a like a different, you know, coins or are you just, I don't, I, curious your personal on your personal end well at lolly we only offer um bitcoin and i guess we'll get back to like what lolly is in a minute but on my mm-hmm. on my personal side of things i i think bitcoin in terms of a store of value currency is the only thing that people should really be investing in this is not investment advice <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah but, but typical I disclaimer disclaimer at the bottom um DeFi, i think there's a future of decentralization of finance um apps, games, things like that. I think there w- those things will exist. Uh, it's not what I personally work on. I've invested in altcoins and, and different things like that. So I have a few NFTs. Actually, I didn't buy that people just like gave to me. So I own like six now. Yeah. But I think there is a future for a lot of these different areas. But if we're talking about like a global reserve currency, if we're talking about something to put your money in um, as a hedge against inflation and the dollar, I, 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 it's always Bitcoin. Um, yeah. There's, you know, obviously traders and people that want to make a quick buck off of just like day trading. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Not saying you can't do that. But it's like, we're talking mainstream adoption, just, just Bitcoin, everyone. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I don't understand why those other things, people get so defensive and like they have to be better than Bitcoin. And I'm like, you know, why don't you let it just be what it is, you know, um, and, yeah. and it'll find its way naturally. Um, so, yeah. So let's so Lolly is strictly Bitcoin. Um, and, you know, I, I'll let you explain it to me. But, you know, just to, I'm curious, because because uh, Bitcoin rewards and to be frank, um, I'm getting in, you know, more and more into Bitcoin and my wife loves rewards of all kinds. You know, it's like surveys, like random things that she has been doing since like college. Um, you know, so I was like, well, I have to explore this rewards area. Um, and there's a lot of different things going on, you know, with, with different cards coming out. So I was curious um, and I figured the best way to learn about it was to talk to you. And, and uh, so, yeah, what is Lolly? How does it work? How do I make uh, a bunch of money off of it? <laughs> yes, totally. Uh, Lolly is a Bitcoin rewards company. We give you free Bitcoin back, fractions of Bitcoin, when you shop online from a, like a thousand grand. So um, people get caught up in owning a full Bitcoin, but you can slowly accum accumulate like fractions, which are called Satoshis, mm -hmm. and add to your wallet. And over time, that your your purchase could basically be paid for itself, which is great. And uh, what you know, like an equivalent to Lolly is maybe people are more familiar with like a Honey or a Ebates. Uh, if you're familiar with those companies who give you coupons or they give you cash back, but Lolly is better because you are passively investing in Bitcoin. You don't have to put your own money into it. You're just shopping like you normally would, and you're getting free Bitcoin for your purchase. So it's almost silly to not activate the browser extension and get the free Bitcoin back because you're just you know leaving money on the table that could be eventually double triple some people have seen like their um reward 16x from mm -hmm. you know march of last year when we had we had that huge sell-off so there's um there's a lot of money to be made passively if people don't feel like they can have you know uh they don't have enough money to invest at the moment you know you can get bitcoin for your grocery things that you have to buy anyway and mm -hmm. you're getting a kickback from it so a great hack is to use your like you were saying, credit card. Uh, if you have a credit card, you can pay for your purchases, get the credit card points, and then you can also get the rewards back with Molly in Bitcoin. So you should really always be gaming the system and finding the ways that you can get the most back for your dollars. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it is. So it is just a like a, an extension that you put into your browser, and then as you shop for stuff, um, if it qualifies, I assume then then it'll just automatically add into your is it a fixed percentage or yeah so we have uh merchants that are up to 30 percent across the board we have people that are you know a little bit lower it kind of depends on which business it is but the rates change often so you, you know check back and see what the, the percentage is but you can earn you know people can buy mattress on molly for example um eight sleep is one of our brands Casco purple those are big purchases that you do not want to not make without getting Bitcoin back. You can get like $200 back in Bitcoin mm -hmm. just on purchase. And we've seen people do it. And then over a few months, I mean, that could be worth $800. And so it's like a no brainer in terms of, you know, why not activate it. We're on uh, Microsoft uh, Edge, Chrome, and Firefox. So, you know, if you have any of those browser extensions, which I think that almost everyone does, mm -hmm. uh, download the extension. We also have a mobile app that is live and you can earn Bitcoin or stats every day when you play the daily stack. So you top, 
tap a button, it pops out, tells you what you won. You can went up to a million Satoshis a day. And so, you know, we're, we're literally giving away free money. I give free Bitcoin away on my uh, Twitter account all the time. So there's a lot of ways to really still get involved. If, it, if people, some people in the 2021 cycle feel like it's too late to. Yeah, that's, that's one of my questions I was going to ask you, because uh, I have a lot of people, you know, now that for the last year or so, I've been, you know, going all in on Bitcoin and they're now I'm learning what other Bitcoiners go through where they, when that, you know, hits this, you know, bull cycle and and everybody starts asking questions um, and they're like, well, it's too late. You know, what do you say to people that it, think it's too late? You know, I mean, it's 50,000 or whatever it is today, $45,000 for a Bitcoin. I can't afford that, you know? Um, and I know, you know, even when you break it down to them that it can be fractionalized, I think it's still hard for people to to wrap their head around how valuable one Satoshi would be. So what do you, what would you say to people like that? I would say, you know, you have two options at this point. You can still, you know, like kind of fold your arms and say it's too late for me, or you could get involved. And I think, you know, Bitcoin is, people say it's still early. I don't think we are early, early anymore. I think we're at like the 92, 93 year of what the internet was on, where all these, it's about to ramp up really hard. So. I, I see Bitcoin going, you know, past two hundred thousand dollars this year. Like I can see at the end of the year being that much. Um, mm-hmm. Just the way the world is and how crazy everything is, I could totally see that. So, you know, fifty thousand dollars isn't achievable probably for the average American. I I empathize with that because I feel like people are, you know, there's people that satoshis are, you know, achievable. A whole Bitcoin is not anymore, which is crazy um, because. Even just a year ago, you could most people could probably buy a Bitcoin at the lowest point at three thousand. Mm-hmm. It, it dropped three thousand last year, so that's crazy. Um, but I don't, I don't. We're never going to probably be that low ever again. So, you know, I really, if you pay attention to the market, there's a huge dip today. Um, so I would take advantage of those dips, buy oh, yeah. in, dollar average in what. Oh, I said, oh yeah, I, I was buying yeah. the dip already. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I just transferred some more money over. I'm like cash poor because I everything's locked up in crypto. So I had to like sell some stuff in my brokerage to go buy some, <laughs> buy some more. I'm glad I'm not the only one doing it. <laughs> no, I, every time I see it, I'm like, this is an opportunity. Everyone's losing their minds. But I think the bump after this is going to be insane. And I mean, I, I, I've encouraged my family for years, but what can you do? You can only give people so much advice and then it's in their hands if they want to do it or not. Mm-hmm. That's a you know choice than making your own decisions with your money. So you can't, if you miss the boat, you miss the boat. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, and it's funny too, how the psychology is for people. Like I've been on my parents trying to tell them like, you know, Hey, like you should put some say, like, you shouldn't keep your money in your savings account. You know, it is getting devalued like crazy. Um, and like, I was like, what's it going to take a negative interest rate for you to take it out? Um, yeah. And so, you know, I've been talking to them and talking to them and, and it was so funny. I finally convinced them not to do like, you know, a huge sum, you know, not like buy a whole coin, but a decent amount to be like, okay, we're in this, you know, let's give it a shot. And, um, and then my dad calls me after Elon Musk buys and my dad says, I want to do, and the number he gave me was one tenth of what I told him to do. 
And he said, I want to do that. That's what I'm comfortable with. And I was like, that, I mean, why just that much? And he's like, well, I yeah. want to hurry up before because Elon Musk bought it. And I want to hurry up before it takes off in price. And I was like, did you hear yourself? I was like, you want to do less money because you're afraid it's going to take off. I was like, you know, and, and it's just that, and you can tell it's that fear that, you know, I mean, they're, you know, boomers. So like they, that, that generation, it's going to be really hard for them to wrap their heads around, a, you know, cryptocurrency. And, and so I'm trying to be patient. Um, are you experiencing that with, you know, I mean, family, friends, even just, I mean, at clients, I'm sure at this point with, you know, with uh, Lolly. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. People are still, while there's a lot of uh, institutional investors getting involved, putting Bitcoin on their balance sheet, doing all that, there's still a lot of retail brands on our side that are not fully comfortable with Bitcoin. They kind of put it in the like CBD category, taboo industries of things that they don't really want to touch or comment on. So for that, for the lolly side of that, People are still a little leery. There's some people that are super into Bitcoin. They're very comfortable talking about it as a brand. Um, but with my family, you know, I guess I do give the advice like only put in what you're comfortable losing. But mm -hmm. if you know, if you're comfortable, you're probably not going to realize the gains that you wish you would because you know, I, I guess it just kind of depends. Like you kind of have to take a risk at this point to have see that risk pay off. And you know, if people just want to own Bitcoin, they just want to have it, you know, and diversify their portfolio, put 1% in, or, you know, there's people put different estimates on what, what you should allocate to Bitcoin, you know, and some people do their everything. So it's, it's all like a personal thing, but like the hardest thing is hearing your friends and family kick themselves after it's like, I've given you this advice. So I don't, you know, you've asked me, you asked me in 2017, you asked me yeah. in 2018, you actually were quiet in 2018. I didn't hear from you in 2018. And then you came back around. So uh, it's hard to be like patient sometimes because it's like, I did give you guys a lot of chances and I've also worked at a Bitcoin company. So if you haven't been <laughs> seeing Wally this whole time, I don't know what to tell you, but, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I do think people could, there's, it's going to go a lot higher. So I don't think it's, you know, we're at the top at all. Yeah. I think we're a long way away. Like I'm, I wonder if I'm even going to see the top of my lifetime, Yeah. You know, like it might just keep going. And, and, uh, and that's the way I look at it. I think I, I try to tell people, you gotta have your, your time horizon extended, you know, and I look at it as like, well, this is, you know, I mean, I'm in my, well, not, <laughs> I'm about, I'm almost 35. So <laughs> I, I was just about to say I'm in my early thirties, but I guess I can't say that anymore. Um, <laughs> but you know, like, I'm like, okay, 30 years from now, retirement, what that's, what's that going to look like? Um, Cause that's what I, that's what I did. I went crazy. Like I, I went and put some money in and then it was like, okay, 401k is gone. I'm going all in like, and just, and like you, like you said, it's like, I saw the dip today and I'm like, where can I get some money? Like, what can I sell in my house right now to, to try and buy some more Bitcoin? Um, and uh, okay. yeah. It, my favorite tweets are people who put out like cut your own hair so you can buy more bitcoin like they're just it's kind of funny but I'm, i've become the same way i'm like do i need a new outfit or would that money better be spent on bitcoin and so <laughs> it gets you thinking like a maniac sometimes because you're like i don't want to buy anything and i love to buy myself like clothes and stuff i'm like that can wait <laughs> uh-huh oh yeah before you know we'll end up looking like uh 
like a Christian Bale's rendition of Michael Burry in uh, <laughs> in the big short, you know, like yeah. no no shoes on at work, like cutting my own hair or whatever. Like um I'm yeah. looking forward to that movie, the Bitcoin movie that comes out eventually on all of this. I know. And it, that's uh, well, I think there's the I'm sure it's gonna come from a Ben um was it Meserich? Yeah, um, I think but I know the guy that was Bitcoin billionaires and stuff like that. Yeah. And I know that there's already some stuff in the works and that I'm like, I really want to get in on that. Um, cause I'm not here to show my own companies or whatever, but I have like a, a streaming platform that we just are in our infancy closing our series a funding. So like we've got a ways to go, but I know that this is going to take off and I want a piece of one of those movies. It's like one of these ones I want to be a part of in some way, shape or form. Um, because yeah, I mean, The Big Short's one of my favorite movies. I don't, it, it's just, it's, I, it's a yearly watch for me. It's like, yeah, that like Jurassic Park, Star Wars, like those are, those are my annual viewings, you know. But um, yeah. but uh, yeah, and then I actually had to watch it recently, just whenever the short squeeze was going on with GameStop. <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is really pertinent, um, you know. And so it, it is funny to see like. What what is your average customer signing up for Lolly? Because, um, you know, I I try to look in the Bitcoin world, and there's you know, de- I would say it's dominated by men. You know, there's more men than than women. That at least what I see, just you know, from like a a straw poll on the internet, looking at who's talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't mean this to sound like sexist at all. I'm just saying, you know, with in our personal lives like my wife's the one that's like oh rewards based you know like get all on that and um and i don't think about that much that stuff so much so it's like i think it's interesting that lolly could be kind of like a merger of those two is that what you guys see with your customer base do you see you know more men than women or how's it you know how's it shaking out yeah well bitcoin you know the industry has been primarily men for a long time and i think people People paint that negatively. I don't quite see that as a negative thing. I think it's just a natural. You have like finance and tech overlacing each other. Tech and finance have been traditionally more uh, male dominated for most of the time. There, of mm-hmm. course, are the women that work in it, but you see, you just you see less of it. So then you interlace these two things, and naturally, there's less women in the beginning. But money is something that everyone cares about. So mm-hmm. uh, getting free money, specifically, you know, getting rewards everyone from beginners to people who have been Bitcoin for a long time want to optimize for getting a kickback in Bitcoin. So we see actually, um, you know, 30% of our user base is women, which is a good number in the crypto Bitcoin space. And women actually are the largest cohort of online shoppers. So we really do feel like we're bringing more women into the space and, and educating them about Bitcoin. Um, that's something that I'm really proud of as, you know, a woman on a Bitcoin company, I, I want women to own an, this asset. I think it's important for them to do so it gives them like autonomy over their own money. And so I think Bitcoin is actually making things better for women and will in the long term. It's just, they were kind of slower to adopt, but I mean, if I talk about where we were three years ago, it's night and day, like compared to, mm-hmm. you know, the industries that would go to conferences and. I was there with like a handful of other women and now it's flooded with women. And that's, I think that's amazing. I think that it should be that way. You know, a, a money can't really just work on one gender. So yeah, it, 
kind of that'd be kind of weird. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's um, it's good to see, and we you know we've had we've had hundreds of thousands of users now on Molly's platform, and it's only really growing from here. So it's it's exciting times, especially in this market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really exciting. You know, like I've I've hearing more. I always say that men are typically dumber. Um, so, so uh, you know, like with I'm my, say anything on that. You're not gonna argue. You're not gonna fight me on that one. Um, you know, so I I, I uh, kind of have this like when my wife started to come around to Bitcoin and like under like in you know first she was like okay he's talking about something crazy, and now it's like she gets it and i'm like i'm like looking at her like if she thinks it's a good idea i should do it you know like because you know she like she weighs everything out you know and like is much more analytical than i am where i'm like kind of like gung-ho like it's the wild west let's go you know let's let's (laughs) um so uh, well i love that they say like women aren't like emotional investors or you know they are people they will say that women are like too emotional then you get on crypto twitter and everyone all the men are like losing their minds it's a little bit like ironic but yeah i do think that i don't think that people need to be full-on experts uh you know about bitcoin uh to own the asset i think you need to know how to get you need to know like how to manage your private keys and you need to know how to you know work an exchange and uh you need to know basic finance and you're good to go i don't think people need to really get into the weeds of it of mm-hmm. everything uh, because that's that's just not feasible for everyone to do, which is not gonna happen. Uh, maybe yeah. over time, but think about how long we took to go from like checkbooks to like <laughs> you still have people writing checks too at the grocery store, like checkbooks to a credit card. Like even that that move took 50 years. So yeah. it's, you know, well, people are still like, it's funny, I remember like whenever I, you know, got a bank account and everything, it was like my parents sat me down and they're like, okay, this is how you balance a checkbook, you know, I'm like <laughs> we started going through everything and I cut them off. I was like, I can just go on the internet and look. And they were like, why would you do that? And I was like, because that tells me exactly how much money is in there. I'm like, but the the checkbook and you're like, you know, and then you just kind of realize there's that divide. It's like, well, it's not going to happen, I guess. Um, it's funny that boomers get in the mix, but Gen X, there's like Gen X never is like the generation that gets no blowover. It's like millennials, there's boomers. And then like millennials versus Gen Z a little bit, but then Gen X just like slides through the, I don't know yeah. like, how big it is with it, but I don't even know. I feel like they need some attention too. Cause I feel like they're kind of in the, some of them are in the boomer space. The with- Gen-, Gen X, I think their biggest contribution to the technological space has been showing that um, you can have two people on one Facebook account. Uh, Cause that's their, their- <laughs> that's actually really funny i've always like my brother is like borderline gen x millennial and i just love the fact that him and his wife still have a joint twitter account or a facebook account you know and i'm yeah i'm just like like we always play a game we're like which one do you think it was that posted this you know like (laughs) um there was a meme one time I saw it said nothing says my my balls are in her purse more than uh, sharing a Facebook account or something like that. That's actually my parents, but <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's a lot of people's parents. Yeah, I'm like, okay, sure, sure, yeah. Rob slash Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, what are the like some of the biggest brands? I mean, people can go on your website and see, but you know, what are some of the bigger brands and some of the newer brands that have joined Lolly? 
So we actually just partnered with eBay, which is crazy because they've been around, you know, forever, yeah, years like now, which is you know, and now we're giving Bitcoin back. Um, we, you know, we have huge names like Nike, Adidas. Um, if you're doing travel, that's a great category to get free rewards on. A huge hack is if you um, do office supplies or orienting to your company or your business, use that on there too. Um, okay. Like so printer toner, if you're buying it, use the Lolly extension. And, um, but yeah, we have like all clean brands, Macy's, Sam's Club, Lululemon, uh, grocery stores. So you can actually go to our stores page and search uh, by category to find anything you want. I mean, even for Valentine's Day, you could order you know, flowers for your significant other and get Bitcoin back. So there's, there's almost nothing that you can not get uh, Bitcoin back for. So there's, yeah. there's so much. And how did Lolly start? Um, you know, what's the, the backstory to the company? Yeah. So the two co-founders, Alex and Matt, used to work together at a company called Cosmic that was acquired in 2017. And then they started Lolly in 2018. But uh, Alex... The name is, people always ask about the name, but like, why is it called Lolly? And it's, Alex explains this, you know, he used to go to the bank with his dad as a kid and they would always have like those lollipops at the uh, thing. So it's kind of cute because it's like you get the reward for going to the bank. But that is, that's what he named it. And yeah, he basically, you know, had this idea for a long time that no one was doing rewards. There was no real rewards model out there for Bitcoin. And he's just worked in the e-commerce space for so long. He said, this was like, we, we got to build this, built it in a bear market and it's paid off. So it's it's amazing to see the rise. I've been at Lolly for almost two years and we just keep getting bigger and bigger merchants coming on board, people wanting to partner with us. Um, we have so many users and it's exciting. It's great to work at a company where you can actually like on any day of the week, I can give you know, money away on my personal account, the company's account. And we're, we're giving people an asset that, will be very valuable to them in the future. So that feels good. Mm-hmm. So if people, so if you hear that free money at Aubrey Strobel, you can find her on Twitter. <laughs> so you, you give, you're giving away whole coins, I assume, right? Yeah, I, I wish. I, I mean, I, <laughs> no, I, I give away like, you know, at least every week I give around like 150 bucks in Bitcoin to, you know, a user, someone that uh, has Lolly. So what you want to do if you want to be eligible for the giveaways is sign up for Lolly, claim your stats tag, or that's basically like your username on Lolly. Mm-hmm. And so when I do the giveaway, you can drop it in the comments and um, the replies on Twitter and then you're entered to win. So uh, we do giveaways on that all the time. We have another Twitter account called Lolly Deals where we where we basically like highlight when something's on sale and where you can get a lot of Bitcoin back for it. So you can track that. And our main Twitter accounts, a lot of just Bitcoin memes and jokes, but that's still a good follow as well. Oh, yeah. 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 It's great, especially at times like this, whenever it's, you know, just we have a dip. I mean, it's it's funny to see how the memes change, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. with with the current market. Um, but uh, so would you get are you guys ever going to get into like the the credit card space or the are you going to stick with the rewards? um extension route yeah so i think there's going to be some updates to the platform and what uh more incentivizations for people to come on to lolly i think it's going to expand out i can't talk too much about what it's going to look like yeah mm-hmm. because it's anything but um it's going to be larger than a browser extension at, at some point so 
once the mobile app is fully live, which it should be uh, shortly, even though you can still earn on the app, you'll be able to do other things uh, through the browser extension. So um, yeah, it's going to be really exciting. So stay tuned. Maybe I'll come back on the show and announce, you know, whenever I can announce it properly. What yeah, we're yeah. Doing at Lolly, so. yeah. And, um, and so you guys do, I mean, do you just, do you have to capture the spread? Like um, how do you do an instant transfer of, or do you just work off of, um, you know, cause with how volatile the price is, I'm always curious when rewards or something like that, like the price is always changing. Yeah. So, um, basically the price is locked in depending on what the retailer is. So if you're getting Postmates, which is my, honestly, I think I earn the most sats at Postmates. Um, your, your confirmation is pretty final because, you know, once they deliver the food to your place, they lock that transaction in. There are some things that are different. You know, if you buy clothing, uh, it sometimes it will, depending on the retailer, take until the return period is over for it to actually lock in because uh, they don't want you returning it, you know. And so mm-hmm. it depends retailer by retailer when the confirmation is uh, confirmed. But we give you like an estimated, you know, what we believe the price will be locked in um, once you make the purchase and that comes in your email. So it's, it's, uh, it's a little complicated because yeah, there is such a fluctuation in the price. Yeah. Okay. That's, um, well, it's funny too, cause people complain about like the speed of Bitcoin and how long it takes to, um, to, to settle the, you know, the, any kind of transfer. But it was like, if you, if you own a business, you know, it takes a while for like visa to settle. Like it, yeah. it's not instantaneous. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I, I feel like that I, I imagine that's probably one of the big challenges for a company like yours. Um, and uh, so what would, uh, what would you say you think, you know, where do you think we're, you already said, do you think this year it'll go to like 200 K what kind of bull cycle do you think we're going to be on here? Like what kind of bull run do you see for the next? I mean, the halving was just in May of last year. So, um, you know, we have, another three or three and a half years? Yeah. Um, I think what we're seeing here is different than 2017 in the way that in 2017, I think we just saw like a glimpse of what this bull run is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we only held over 18,000 for like, was it like seven days or something like that? It was, it, I mean, we didn't, we weren't, it wasn't that long. It was exciting, but it wasn't that long of a cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this run, it feels different, I think, because where we are in society. And I think there's a really cool study if you zoom out and look at Bitcoin, you know, obviously when it was created, but it came about, you know, right after the housing crisis. Uh, and we're talking about like the big short, but, you know, that was 2008, Bitcoin comes around 2009. And it was like a real need for the world. And now you see the world kind of coming back into sort of like a, a chaotic sense, you know, we have government shut down, you know, there's a lot of distrust in institutions or distrust in the financial, you know, system. Um, we got like these GameStop hearings. So I think that like, and you have people online all the time that are really paying attention during the pandemic, which I think makes things different um, where people weren't maybe paying as close attention as they were before. So I think all those things coming together, uh, and even you just you see Elon Musk getting on board. You have you know Michael Saylor um, <laughs> buying billions of 
Bitcoin, like find just another billion with this tip or something. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So you see that kind of those things going on and it just, it's, um, it's become a, you know, a different cycle. It's not, you, you don't see market movements because of big whales trading things. You have big institutions buying things now and, um, and they're not selling. (laughs) So like, it's, yeah. it's up for here. And then, you know, the, you have the retail investors that have sort of woken up as well. So all of that stuff is coming together. I, I don't, I think we'll have some corrections on the way up, but I, I do not see it slowing down. And I think like a day like today, like I said, like is a day to really get in and, and try to get as much as you feel comfortable buying, because it, I really do think it's only up from here. And I think, um, you know, I would I would tell everyone to zoom out and look at a price chart for the past ten years. Like if they're getting upset over like a I don't know what was it like a ten per, well not even like a five percent correction today. I don't even know something like it that. Yeah, it wasn't even that. I mean, I've we've seen worse. Like we've seen more, yeah way worse. So like everyone's going to be okay. <laughs> I yeah. promise. Yeah, and like you said, if as long as you're not investing more than you're willing to lose, you know. But even like I have people say they're like, well, what if it goes to zero? And I'm like, in theory, it can, yeah, it's in theory, it's possible, but there's no way it's happening. Yeah, I mean, like, technically, yes, but there, I just, it's on, it's nearly impossible for that to happen. I, w- I would buy all of the Bitcoin if possible. If it yeah, if it dropped, like I would, I would be buying as much. There'd like, be actually, always something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It like or before before we started this and I looked like I had checked in in Bitcoin had gone down to like forty five thousand and I actually out loud said yes like I was <laughs> I was like yeah like that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Hopefully my money is settled out of my it takes forever to come out of my other account so I can buy some more. I know and like it's always, which like is also the other thing I think we don't talk about it enough is like the stock market closing. Um, we talk about, you know, sending payments and that being such a slow process, but like the fact that you can't just trade on the weekends or after four 30 is such a joke. I think I <laughs> we're all, in, we're, we're in 2021 now we need to move on. We need a new system. This is like, it's ridiculous. Like the president's day, you know, you have like a government holiday and everything stops. It makes no sense. It's not yeah. a free moment. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I know president's day. It was closed. Um, and then I also like, I've never gotten into stocks, but you really? know, just, yeah, like I, I just haven't been a stocks person. Like, you know, I had like a 401k and just and rode with it. Um, you got straight into Bitcoin and crypto. Is that like, that? that is so funny to me. Yep. Yeah. I went, I went right past it. Um, and then, so, but then, you know, I was getting a little, a little cocky, you know, come this fall, whenever, uh, when Airbnb went uh, public and uh, and so I thought like I had seen enough from people that were on Twitter, like, wow, this is really undervalued. Like what they said they were going to open at. Um, so me being stupid and not knowing, and uh, I just, I was like, I'm going to drop like a couple grand on that today. It's going to double. Like there's no way it's definitely going to double. Um, and then I didn't realize that there was like a two hour period where all the traders got together and made secret deals in the morning that you weren't allowed to be a part of. And cause I was like, I think it was supposed to open at like 60 something. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like it, everybody's saying it's going to be at least 120, 130. I was like, this is an easy double up. 
I like put money in the account ready to go 930 in the morning. I get on and I'm like, why can't I buy it? And then it, it comes on at like 11 or whatever. And it was already up to like 130. And I was like, what is going like? I was so mad. I like, what happened? And, um, and yeah, that's when I found out that they have this little party in the morning where nobody else is allowed to trade except the insider trading. Exactly. It's like, it's an adult casino. I think that everyone needs to realize it's like rigged against the every man. So yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that, that, that exact story right there is like a, a te- you know, a testament to why it's such a broken system. Right. Yeah. And then like, and then you have politicians that, you know, the, the amount of insider trading that like ha- probably happens. I don't know anything. Don't come after me, politicians. I don't know anything, but it's just like, it's like, come on. Like you see the things that happen and it's both sides of the aisle. You know, I always tell people, I'm like, there is not one politician. You were in politics. So I guess you might feel a little different, but I'm like, there's not one politician that is on your side. Like there. Yeah it is, it is a game against you and, and it's rigged. And and so I think that's why I went straight into Bitcoin. I'm like, Oh, this is an, this is an off ramp. Um, Just wanted to get into some of like the deeper thoughts of like Bitcoin. Like, you know, I look at it as a potential, like potentially the greatest invention for humanity Um, because you, you know, you look at how the middle class is getting squeezed um, and, you know, what are your thoughts on all that? Like seeing how they're in this rat race of, uh, you know, never ending inflation, um, devaluing of their currency. And and then all, along comes this Bitcoin that can save the day and be this off ramp for everybody. Um, what are your thoughts on Bitcoin as like the bigger picture? I mean, I, I totally see that. And to even take like a larger stance on it, um, I would agree with you. First of all, I would agree with you, you know, saying it's, you know, one of the best inventions. Um, Maybe next to fire in the wheel. uh, Yeah. Like one of the best inventions in history. Um, But yeah, I mean, Bitcoin is, was so needed. And I think that like the craziness of, you know, this pseudonymous person, Satoshi Nakamoto creating it, and just kind of spinning out into the world and you know, without really any power control over what happens to it after that a certain point is, you know, amazing. And it, it really is a money of the people that's been needed. Uh, you look at basically all sorts of technology and everything except for money has really advanced. And so people talk about like class warfare, will that happen? But you kind of do see that happening with what was going on. You do see people... Um, not being able, it's a little bit of like a French revolution online, you know, and it's coming about in an interesting way through memes and you got Elon Musk and Peter Schiff and people fighting all, all the time. And then you have Redditors being involved. And so it's sort of taking a new form, but I think history will look back uh, on Bitcoin as a very like laissez-faire approach to finance. And I think, you know, it'll be incredibly valuable, not just for our generation, but for posterity or, you know, future generations, they're going to be like my parents, my family, they own Bitcoin. And that's mm-hmm. going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, your family is a full Bitcoin. That That's going to be the flex of 20, I don't know, 100. I don't know. Yeah, I will all be dead. So I don't really know. But yeah, um, I think, I think it, it definitely has uh, revolutionized um, the world. But I don't think we're totally, 
this isn't the final form. I think there's a lot of like layer two solutions that will make Bitcoin uh, easier to work with uh, along with like Ethereum and other sort of DeFi projects. I don't think we're fully at the, I don't think it will take over. I think there will always be some sort of fiat uh, currency, some sort of government currency. But I think that Bitcoin will be, will like replace gold. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. He uh he's gonna hold on to those gold coins um you know precious. for the rest of his life. Yeah, my precious like uh <laughs> Smeagol. Um yeah. the uh yeah, I think that there like you know, you see things like the lightning network. Um, you know, I think that's what's fascinating about it is that it was this this base that can be built upon. Um you know, and and I mean, there was the whole schism with like Ethereum and Bitcoin Cash and everything like that, and and now it's like firmly become like a you're you like one or the other. Um, I always tell people I own one Ethereum coin just just for the hell of it. Like whenever I was yeah. buying initially, I was like, oh, I guess I might as well buy one because um, I've heard a lot about it. Um, but it does concern me that there's no cap, and there's <laughs> seems to be some holes in the system. Um, that's something we didn't articulate on this. I think is important is really talking about capped supply on a lot of these uh, tokens because, just like you know, the government, you can print more, make more tokens, and and that's there was I I'm I'm not sure if you're familiar with the ICO STO like all these you know phases mm-hmm. that we went through. Well, basically had no cap supply on all these tokens, um, which they do have value, but you know really what brings, I think, something value is a, is a cap supply. And so for the people who are new to your show, not aware, there are only going to be 21, billion, uh, 21 million Bitcoin mined. So that, that's something that makes it different than Ethereum for people that are investing. Um, I think it's important to note because I think we say it a lot, but I'm not sure if everyone else knows that. Yeah. And, and I hate to be... Um bashing on my dad i'm not bashing on my dad but it's you know a standard uh boomer thought when he was when i was explaining to him the 21 million and um and everything and i had mentioned at some point that satoshi holds a million bitcoin or however many he and my dad said well what happens when he you know puts those into circulation that's going to devalue the rest of your bitcoin and i said dad 25 percent of the u.s dollars in existence came into existence well, after March of 2020. Exactly. <laughs> like I was like, that's was, that's way worse than one out of twenty, you know, you know, one twentieth of the supply coming in. Yeah, totally. I think people have no idea what goes on with like the Fed. I have a friend that actually works at the Fed and she watches like the process and how they uh, they burn like basically cash if it's either supposed to be like uh i guess if there's disease on it if it's dirty and it's just like they basically incinerate cash and everyone kind of like moves on but people don't even realize like the you know how inefficient that is and that costs so much money yeah. and they have, have like the secret service in there watching it and it, like there's someone that it's just like an entire process and the fact that we're just trusting these people to make sure that the money is actually burnt and that it's out of like I'm sure, I'm sure it's fine, but I don't trust it. Like I, I'd rather just have something backed by math that I'm into 
then, you know, all these different corporations, people, interest groups around my money. Like I, I don't trust it. I, I'm just very, maybe I'm like conspiracy theory person, but I'm like, I don't trust, I don't trust the process for, for the government. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's fully where I am. Like I'm looking for, I'm looking to buy land and I want like natural water source, um, self-sustaining energy. Like I'm, I've, I feel like I've gone crazy where I'm like, I don't know what this pandemic has done to me, but like all of a sudden I want to have, like somebody said, it's like a citadel where you just have like yeah. your, your, your barrier. Yeah. Nobody, you know, I, I maybe a moat wouldn't be a bad idea. You know, like let's get back to the drawbridge and the moat. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that, you know, I also found out too, did you know the fed is a private company? I did know that. Uh, I still don't understand how that's possible, but it's weird. My, my friend was telling me a lot of interesting stuff about how the employees at the fed are paid. They like invest and I'm like, how do they know what to invest? And in? they like, they invest in some sort of asset. And then they take like dividends from that and pay their employees or something like that. Something bizarre. <laughs> it's just like, like none of it makes sense. The most fishy thing possible. Um, you know, let's make this seem as strange as possible. And then the fact that they just, you know, print the money. I mean, the things that, you know, the quantitative easing, that's the thing I've been, you know, shouting shouting from the mountaintops for people, like, um, because that's the thing when I realized. Like when they printed money in March or April, whenever that was, I was like, oh my God, I need to buy Bitcoin. I did that. And then I started listening to podcasts and I was like, this quantitative easing, they've been printing money since 2008, you know? And I think it's at this point, 75% of the dollars in circulation didn't exist before the housing crash. And it's like, yeah. oh my God, this is a huge, huge problem. And so that's why yeah. I went, that's why I went crazy and went around and grabbed everything I could and sold it and and put it on Bitcoin because I was just like, this is, this is nuts, you know? And, and it's this private company that doesn't have, you know, they don't, they don't have anybody to answer to except for themselves. Um, exactly. It's just, it's wild. I, that, I, mean, I, I get inspired when, when I talk about like how, like you just said, like it came, all that money was printed after the crisis, like majority of it was printed after the housing crisis and like mm-hmm. 2000. 2008 yeah so it's just it's crazy how bitcoin came around at the right exact time and how satoshi knew did he she have that foresight i don't know but it uh i kind of feel like so you know which is kind of inspirational to have that some sort of like vision like that you know yeah yeah and it also leads to my my one percent theory there's a one percent chance that satoshi's from the future and just sent it like digitally to the past at the right exact time. Why well, I have goosebumps. Yeah, well, I was gonna I say that really hit you. <laughs> What's that? It, kind of, it gives me like Interstellar vibes. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Like exactly in the movie Interstellar when he gets into the um, tesseract, you know, and the they from the future wow. set the tesseract up to catch him. This is my favorite new like conspiracy theory now. Oh, well then you're going to have, so um, again, not to show my own things, but um, so I'm making a documentary called searching for Satoshi. Um, And it's really, I I say this all the time so that if Satoshi's listening, I'm not trying to dox Satoshi. Um, (laughs) But I think that it's the interesting thread to pull on to bring in the average 
person to learn about Bitcoin is to have a documentary searching and trying to seek out who is Satoshi. Um, yeah. And so the more that I started researching it and everything, that's where I, I kept this thought came into my head. Like, well, what if he was from the future and like, you can't travel to the past physically, but you could send a digital message, you know? And I was like, that's just a crazy thought. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. So like I am always having creative out of the box ideas, but it kept gnawing away at me. Like maybe, maybe it is. And, um, and so then I thought, well, what if I make this, you know, I was already planning on doing the documentary, but I thought, how cool would it be if like he popped up on a message board and like said, I am like, I'm willing to answer questions about, you know, from, from the documentary. And like, I would ask him, are you from the future? And like, I just pictured that like blinking cursor, like waiting for him to reply. Yeah. And then like him saying yes or something and just like, like, you know, blowing everybody's minds. Um, you know, again, like, like I Nolan. Oh yeah. I <laughs> it know. sounds like a future Christmas. If he doesn't, if, if you, you know, you better get this out there because this is after a uh, tenant or whatever was out. Um, uh-huh. It seems like the thing he would make. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's I already have. Are you a fan of star Wars? Yes. Okay. So I, I have like the, uh, this, I, I said, I was like, I could imagine a, a sci-fi movie of like, uh, you know, at the end of Rogue One, when they're trying to get the Death Star plans to the ship, um, yeah. But instead, it's like a thumb drive that has Bitcoin's blockchain and everything in the white paper on it, and it's like the people from the future sending it to the to the past, and like the the Galactic Empire is trying to to stop Bitcoin in its tracks because they know that it'll undo their power. Um, wow. Yeah, like go- I do love. I love this. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm in full support. Let me know when this drops because I want to watch it. Well, you're now well, was, the reason I brought it up, not to show the, the documentary, but you're going to have to be interviewed in it now because that's a, like I'm I want to ask everybody in the Bitcoin world, like, who do you think Satoshi is? You know, where like where where does the evidence lead? And then also to get into that bigger discussion of like what what is, uh, you know, Satoshi. So if you're, yeah, if you're willing to be in the documentary, that's something that we can uh, arrange. Um, all right. Well, I guess, yeah, I mean, I don't have other, my, my final question is always, what do you say if it's too late, if people think it's too late, but you already answered that. Um, so what would you say a year from now we're going to be, we're going to be talking about in the Bitcoin world? Uh, I think most banks will have integrated Bitcoin in a year um, because they'll just get left behind if not. I think um, that'll have to be offered. I think, you know, like I said, the price is going to be over 200000 And I think that it will be a, uh, even though I don't think people should use it as a payment method, I think businesses will integrate it as some sort of, you know, payment method because obviously they want it. So it'll be yeah. offered it. You'll probably see the Bitcoin symbol at most uh, stores at uh, like a point of service payment situation where you could either like, you know, use a QR code or something like that to tap and pay almost anywhere you go. My conundrum with business, with businesses doing this, I can't think of something valuable enough to offer to people that they'd be willing to give me their Bitcoin instead of cash. Like, you yeah. know, everybody exactly. that's in it should be. Do you think about the 
What's that? What? Sorry. Oh, no, I, think I was it... saying, you know, like Papa John's is Bitcoin for like, you know, a long time. They got the they got the Bitcoin pizza back in 2010. So they, oh, they had like 50. Right. How much was it? They had it was like like a $50 million now. Like I think it was like a $10,000. Yeah. I don't know what the price is now, but they have millions of dollars of Bitcoin just because of on one pizza. I mean, and that's, I mean, if they still have it, who knows if they still have it? We don't know. Yeah, well, that's what people always say. I think I saw somebody tweet that if you had bought $1,000 worth of Bitcoin 10 years ago, you'd have $980 because you would have sold it after it dropped $20. All right, well, Aubrey, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. All right, I'll talk to you later. See ya. Thanks again to Aubrey for joining me on the show. Um, You can follow her on Twitter at Aubrey Strobel. And you can also follow uh, Lolly, um, which is L-O-L-L-I. And uh, the Twitter handle is at TryLolly. Um, the website's lolly.com. I think it's really good. You know, she brings up a good point about how it's a good way to get new people into um, Bitcoin and kind of a soft introduction for them. Um, you know, maybe they're a little too nervous to, to try investing, but, you know, whenever they earn rewards and see it, uh, it grow, um, you know, maybe they'll, uh, they'll change their mind. Um, so thanks again to everybody for listening and I'll catch you guys next time.